0: Okay, um, Justin, I think that was, uh, again, a fantastic uh, example of how to manage an upper GI bleed with hemodynamic instability. And that was the key in this case. This is a patient that's hemodynamically unstable, and that guides how you manage this. And it would be slightly different if this is an upper GI bleed and someone that is hemodynamically stable, though there'd be a huge amount of crossover, the, uh, the kind of teams that you might call and how. And some of the protocols on which you escalate this might be slightly different. You might not necessarily go straight for outreach, major hemorrhage, uh, uh, etc. But what you did in this situation, somebody who's, as you mentioned, hemodiacally unstable, is absolutely appropriate. You very early on, in your first sentence, uh, you said that you're very worried. You took you discussed you mentioned a major hemorrhage, uh, call, and you also men- mentioned escalating to your medrege before you went to uh. Before before you fully went on with any further assessment, station I thought it was absolutely appropriate and uh, spot on for this kind of patient. Um, what I really what I thought again I won't go through every single thing because I, people can go back and watch this video. Um, but things that I thought were really nice here is that you showed a clear understanding of some of the other teams that are around in the hospitals, and I think that's really good because you're look we're here looking here for. Uh, people who are going to be safe and very competent uh, IMTs and having knowledge of hospital structures and some of the teams around overnight is very important. So you mentioned, um, you know, Amy Results and I appreciate you trapped back as actually as patients in the ward. So you said, I need all the ward team around. And that's very, very important. Uh, and you also mentioned the outreach team. And I thought that's that was really actually a high, uh, high scoring point and very few candidates wouldn't necessarily mention the outreach team uh, as a source of help. So I thought it was really good um a few other small points i thought were really nice in your a you didn't just say airway assessment and move on past it which many people could do uh myself included actually yeah but actually you mentioned um that you think about suctioning for any uh products of hematemesis uh and think about aspiration i thought that was very very high uh high scoring and good good thinking uh you had a very good su- assessment of c you didn't dwell on uh breathing which i think is very important here and pertinent and what i really liked and this is a sign of a really high-functioning uh, SHO is that you're not just you didn't just talk through a T assessment you said this is what I'm going to do and these are the things that I'm going to implement as part of C because he's unstable and then go back and recheck C and that was really really impressive and that's why I think differentiates this from a four to a five out of five answer. Um, you mentioned a few of the high high, uh, high scoring points you talked about when uh, the patients in you talk about checking for melina and doing a pr exam which are uh still pertinent things to discuss but you did qualify them by saying that you know they're not as important to make sure the patient's hemodynamically stable um again i didn't really have to ask you much about your investigations or your or your management because you discussed so much of it in your initial assessment which the examiner will thank you for because it means actually this is more of a You've ticked, you've ticked all the points and you've gone through and you've shown that you're managing this patient very appropriately as you go through. Um, a few nice points, you talk about synthetic uh, liver function, coagulopathies, need for prothrombin complex contra- uh, concentrate and uh, cross-matching, cross and I thought those are all the appropriate managements for this patient. And then on um, even more than just managing an upper GI bleed safely, which is what you did well, you then want them to talk about management of variceal bleeds. So you talk about and you talk about broad-spectrum antibiotics, and you knew about the need for endoscopic banding and their uh, staking Blakemore troop, um, all of which I think, especially those last two points, that's really the level of an IMT3. Um, so those are clear five out of five points, and many candidates might not even get onto that question because they spend so long on their first first part of the answers. So very well done there. Um, yeah, and I think the only I've just got written down here. One thing I thought would be if you're dealing with upper GI bleed when you think that why you're sending your bloods off. You talk about use needs for um, AKI, the other thing I suppose to mention is that the urea might be uh, uh, relatively far more elevated than the creatinine or out of proportion elevated, and that's more suggestive of an upper an occult more suggestive than upper G I bleed. But I suppose that's more relevant in someone who you're unsure whether they're having an upper GI bleed or not. This guy's clearly got a high-volume in so, uh, yeah, less important. So you could sit on his knees but aware that the urea might, urea may be uh, out of context elevated because of the fact that he's clearly having enough GI bleed. Um, and then finally, your hand over to the GI bleed, wedge because you had quite clearly understood the uh, points of this uh, this question, this scenario and you appreciated the urgency of the scenario, your handover was entirely appropriate and I thought very, um, very succinct and to the point, I don't think there's any way the GI bleed reg wouldn't come in overnight and you'd mentioned the Rockall score and that uh, as you know, the Rockle score is what governs whether a GI bleed reg needs to come in overnight to perform out of hours endoscopy, um, so really good answer. An absolute clear 5 out of 5. Well done.